I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Hello, everybody. Hello. So we're here today to talk about some plant updates. We have some big ones, some small ones, <laughs> some in-between ones. Uh, I'll kick off with the herbs. We talked about on our one of our action item pods, I think, maybe, right? Or, what a, or our homecoming episode. Yeah, one of the two, because it was cocoa and seed. Yes, these are those little herb kits that we bought that were meant to be grown in mason jars inside, and mm-hmm. we decided to hack them into fire escape garden plants. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worked really pretty well. Uh, the cilantro, the basil, and the arugula are all growing, I mean, really well. We've been using them in our cooking. Don't have too too much to say besides like it was a really great experience like shopping with them was great uh the plants translated well outdoors even though like jordan said they're meant to be indoors um someone is really revving their engine <laughs> uh, outside our apartment right now so it is going down so you might be able to hear that um yeah i don't know that's really it they're just a great experience and they're growing well and they're pretty tasty I would say we've tried to grow herbs in the past, and something that we did this year was pay close attention to Mm. how to harvest them. Yes. (laughs) Because there's a a technique that will allow you to harvest them and grow more herbs, and a technique that if you harvest them, you kind of, like, staunch the growth of that particular stem. (laughs) Yeah. Slash staunch the growth of that particular stem, yes. (laughs) So we have been paying better attention to that, and that's been really good. And the reason I like this particularly, besides the fact that I just like plants, is that we often will buy a bunch of herbs and need some for a recipe, but like not all of them, and then Mm -hmm. the rest of them go bad. And this is a really nice way to kind of like get four basil leaves. Yeah. Or, you know, like garnish with cilantro and not be wasteful. Yeah. Um, That way of picking BT dubs is from the top down, um, which is something that, like, feels obvious, but I didn't do, <laughs> we didn't do the first few times. So you just want to pick the leaves starting from the top down, because that's where the youngest ones are, so as you go further down the plant, those leaves are older and stronger and healthier and will continue bringing the, I was going to say energy, but it is literally energy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, it's a little new age and weird, but it is quite literally just sunlight turned energy. Uh, so we'll keep giving the energy to the plant while you pick the younger leaves. Uh, so top down. Also, I read that you should be picking them either, like, I mean, really at dawn or dusk, so in the morning or after sunset. Um, and I've been doing that. And, I mean, maybe it's beneficial. Maybe it's just, like, weird garden blog niche. But dawn and dusk and top down seem to be a pretty good way to keep your herbs healthy and continually renewing and growing you also want to cut the stem right above Mm -hmm. a leaf juncture um because those are the growth nodes 
So cutting the stem there indicates to it that it should continue growing and actually split off. So you'll get two like little arms rather than having just a naked stem above it. (laughs) (laughs) That was my rendition of a naked plant covering themselves. That was really funny. I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) Yeah, herbs are great. And then we ordered from Plancy. Yeah, I've kind of been buying plants as a way to deal with the depression of being stuck inside at all times. Um, which when I when we first got home from Arizona and had some plant death made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's why I made this plancy order. So this is a really good segue that I'm making right uh. now. <laughs> is that I had found them through Instagram and... They actually don't build themselves as a plant store. It's supposed to be like an artistic experience, and they also sell plants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they do like um, kind of like, I don't want to say like seasons, but like batches of plants, mm-hmm. and each batch kind of has its own photo style. So the one that I did was kind of, it reminded me of like 80s Miami Neon. Well. And then... R.I.P. that mayor forever. <laughs> And then um, the most recent one was, like, on a tennis court. I don't understand (laughs) art. You know how it is. (laughs) Anyways, so... I would also say tennis court isn't not 80s Miami Neon, as I understand it. That's true. Perhaps for a different podcast. (laughs) They're also based out of Atlanta, and so some of the plants on their website are marked, like, Atlanta only Hmm. because they are only going to do, like, local delivery. The plants are pretty big. So look out for that. But um, the reason I ordered from them, circling back, (laughs) is that I had had some plant deaths, specifically of some lovely plants that were given to me as a gift. (laughs) And I wanted to replace those plants with the same type of plant. Mm -hmm. Which isn't necessary, but it just kind of felt like the thing to do to, like, restore the gift to, like, what it had been. It's like you replace a goldfish before it notices it's gone. (laughs) Is that what you do? (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) So, I needed (laughs) a bird's nest fern and a rattlesnake plant, which is a calathea. Um, And I'll post pics in the show notes for people who... Who want, want to see them? I feel like I shook you with that goldfish. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit shook right now. Um, and this this store had both of those. They had pretty decent prices, I would say. Um, I think I spent like fifteen a plant, yeah. which feels pretty reasonable. And they also, because I was already in there, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> had. Um, rubber trees, which is something I've been thinking about growing for kind of a long time and hadn't yet. So like I was already doing it and I was like, well, I might as well do it. So I bought a rubber tree as well. And it turned out that she, I, the woman who owns the, what is happening to me right now? I don't know. Okay. That the woman who owns the store, Jasmine, emailed me and she was like, I am one rubber tree short in my order this week. Do you want to wait to see if I get another one? Or would you mind taking a variegated one? 
which was really lovely of her. The variegated ones cost more. Mm. Um, but she comped me that because wow. she was out. So that was really great. I don't know if I knew that. I don't know if you told me that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not actually, like, huge on variegated plants. That's not something I... I don't entirely know what that means. Oh, okay. So, um, usually... Sounds fancy, though. A plant will be, like, a rubber tree is a really dark, almost, like, red-green color. Uh-huh. Or, like, black-green. They're really they're really dark plants. Yeah. They have really dark foliage. The variegated varieties um, have specific genes that... I think they're being bred that way now because it's trendy, but that don't produce chlorophyll, so oh. there will be white stripes in them, and because there's, like, a red tinge to them, they're also a little bit pink. Hmm. So... You'll notice, maybe you won't, <laughs> the rubber tree we have is like a lighter green, pink, and white rather than being the true, like, deep red-green color of a traditional rubber tree. That's cool. Yeah, I guess I've never, I don't know that I've had a, like, traditional rubber tree in mind to That's probably compare it true. against. Huh. Those are just more expensive because they're just... They're trendier, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like a lot. It was like five bucks more expensive, but it wasn't something I would have paid extra for in general. And I had selected the traditional looking rubber tree. And so she was very lovely in swapping that out for me and communicating with me. Um, And she should pretty fast. So we got these and they were in really good shape and still looking cute. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks in the show notes. Had a great time ordering from them. So I would definitely recommend it. Especially if you are, like, not going to plant stores right now and are trying to find plants online. Hmm. You also took a pretty serious adventure down to Brooklyn for our natty garden pickup, which was kind of a linchpin in doing a lot of the work, pretty much all the work we're going to talk about after, (laughs) as I look at our notes. Um, But it was a quest. It was sojourn. Yeah, I think I talked about making the order, right? Probably. Yeah, so I had identified Natty Garden, which is in, um, they have two locations, one in Bed-Stuy, one in Crown Heights, which are both in Brooklyn. And they have an awesome website and amazing soil prices. So when we got back and we were thinking about starting the Firescape Garden Mm -hmm. late, we (laughs) knew we needed a shit ton of soil and their soil prices were amazing. Um, I also needed some cactus soil. I ran out of fertilizer as soon as I got back. Like there was just a lot of stuff that needed to happen. They also had some pretty cute plants. (laughs) So I made an order, but they're a black owned plant store, which means that they just got like slammed with orders in June. And they were really communicative about being like, look, this is going to take us a while. Also it's COVID. So their suppliers are really behind. So Mm -hmm. like, they were waiting for soil to come in and needing to fulfill orders with it. And obviously they're also selling product at their store. So it did take a while to get this order for sure. Um, if you're in Brooklyn, you can definitely just go to their store. They have a ton of stuff on the shelves. It's not like a dire situation, but they don't do delivery outside of Brooklyn. Um, so I had to go down there and, like, schlep all of this stuff back, which was not their fault. It was my fault. <laughs> um, but they were really lovely the whole time I was there. Again, great soil prices. Would highly recommend. And good product, too. It was products that, like, I am aware of and, like, good brands of stuff. It wasn't just, like, weird off-brand soil. Mm. 
I don't know why they can have the prices they do, but... It's badasses. Yeah. I mean, once I took a lift from uptown to Brooklyn and back, I don't know that I saved on soil prices, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a fun excursion. Um, and also, I so I'm obsessed with prickly pears. I don't know if I've talked about this. I don't know either. But every time I try to grow one, I get really mad because they're... I've touched a lot of cactus thorns in my day, mm. and prickly pear cactus thorns are objectively the worst. I'm, like, a little actually afraid of them. <laughs> and so I am obsessed with the way they look, and I'm obsessed with the way they flower, and I really, really want to grow one, but I'm kind of too scared to, except I bought another one at Natty Garden. Yay. So. It's doing really well so far. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, it is cute. What's that? You got is the soft guy. Did you get that? Him? Her? It? From Natty Garden? Them? Or did you get it from... Uh, soft guy. We poked it. That yeah. guy is from Natty Garden. So this one, I, I wanted to buy a thornless one, and they were out of that one. Um, prickly pear are also... They're really prolific, so it's really easy to breed them. And Is that a prickly pear? Yeah. Oh, it's cool. I don't know that I realized that. I guess I don't know what I was thinking of. Maybe I was thinking of a different plane. Yeah. I've only ever had ones that were one paddle. I've only ever mm. bought like cuttings that I rooted. So this one is a more miniature variety and it has several paddles on it already. And you can touch it. Yeah. The, um, the tiny little thorns that usually stick themselves deeply into your hand by static electricity and this one have been bred to be soft rather than really aggressive <laughs> which is nice it's not thornless but it's not like kill you it's wild that it uses static electricity i did not know that and it is a little terrifying to hold that knowledge yeah it's like they're trying to defend themselves from predators i mean they're not sentient but they we have adapted to defend themselves from predators and so like if you get close to a prickly pear it fucks you up hmm. so after jordan got her uh <laughs> safe prickly pear and so i decided to pursue said buyer escape garden though it is admittedly quite late in the season but i'm hoping uh global warming works in my aid and uh allows for a longer growing season so i had a bunch of seeds left over uh i think i've talked about it before on maybe other garden episodes but these seeds that my mom gave me maybe five maybe six years ago now that i've just kept in the fridge are still good uh as evidenced by uh my planting on the fire escape i did turnip and squash in those big are they burlap bags not burlap what I, I think they're cotton, but cotton. I'm not entirely sure. I'll relink the episode that we talked about them the first time. Cool. Uh, so we have those big cotton bags that are kind of our um, minimalist, quote-unquote, so to speak, uh, pots, because they can unfold. You can fold them down at the end of the year. They're really great. Highly recommend them. Um, they also allow drainage because they're just cloth or cotton. So I planted those uh, with turnip and acorn squash. And gonna see what happens. And then I've been doing some upcycle projects as well, uh, potentially for uh, video work with a client. But I've been doing it with a milk carton, cans, and then using old toilet paper roll to start seedlings. And then I just planted 
uh, one of those seedlings today into an old plastic takeout coffee cup as a pot grow. So I've also been doing some upcycle stuff, which has also been going really well. It took me a little while on the can and uh, seedling front, but the milk carton is going really well. And the milk carton, the idea is that you use it like a, just like a flower pot or like a rounded rectangular planter, you know? Um, yeah, we'll put I the DIYs pot. in the show notes as well. They're just like little DIY crafts you can do with kids to grow things out yeah. of like supplies you already have. I meant flower box. I said flower pot. Um, so yeah, and those are going really well. The squash today just like tripled in size and is really doing its thing. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. So like part of the problem is I have these seeds left over from the Bushwood Garden, which is when I had a little yard space. So like squash and zucchini and stuff could trail. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, when this wants to trail, I kind of just planted it as like something to play with and explore, but like it's doing really fucking well. <laughs> and now I need to strategically think through how I'm going to let it spread on the fire escape and uh, not drop squash on people's heads potentially. I wonder if you put your tomato trellis on it and like tried to train it up the up. trellis, if it would do that. I don't know Maybe. anything about this. Yeah, I don't either. Something to try. Or, yeah, figure it out. But once we got the soil from Natty Garden, that opened up that possibility, which is nice. And we have quite a healthy little garden going out of there. Like, really fruitful with the herbs, and hopefully actually fruitful with the turnip and squash. Yeah, for how late season we were, especially starting with the veggies, I'm pretty impressed by Mm -hmm. how it's doing. Yeah, same. Actually, I was just kind of doing it to to do it and hoping but the hope is paid off it's really growing what is uh 1991 greenery i don't know that i recall this it's an etsy shop that i also found on instagram Hmm. and i they just launched and it was one of those things where i was like following them to see when their launch would be and what they would launch and they had some pretty cute prickly pears on there wow and i stepped away once (laughs) I will have you know. I was like, no, I don't need this. It's okay. <laughs> but then I went back. Ah. And I got a prickly pear and actually purposefully bought a variegated jade plant because mm. it was pretty cute. Um, and that's it. That's the whole story. I This was, I think, the come to Jesus moment, though, of I got these plants and... Also quite happy with them. Good prices, easy shipping, like absolutely no issues with the plants. Um, I went to pot them and I like really didn't have any pots left. That's true. And I was like, well, now is the time. Now I have to stop. So <laughs> I've reached the limit. Yeah. One of them is in a tea tin right now, um, which is fine. It, yeah, it's pretty cute. It's going to work out. But it was definitely like a moment of like, okay, I have to stop buying plants because... I like the tea tin aesthetic. I think that's really cute. Actually, sure. so the tea tin aesthetic is funny because that was the first thing I planted a plant in in this apartment, if you remember correctly. Uh, I bought those yeah. like pre-grown herb starts from the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I think the year we moved in, maybe like the month we moved in, yeah, and I put it. them in those tea tins, and I immediately died. <laughs> I watered them so much. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were so wet. You were very sad. Just like 
died. Actually, one of them got spider mites and died too, which was kind of my introduction to spider mites as well, which was sad. Um, yeah, that was a lifetime ago in a lot of ways. And I was thinking about it as I was planting that plant. I was like, wow, my I thought that you couldn't like plant plants in tea tins, and I learned that actually you definitely can. I just was terrible at plants at that time. Mm-hmm. So Do you need to add more drainage? Like, does it have a lot of rocks in the bottom or something? Well, so that one specifically, actually, the water flows out of it, which I also learned when I tried to water (laughs) that herb that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's not so much a problem. It was mostly just like, you need to not overwater your plants is the moral of the story. Uh, Cool. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, quickly pots and space... Uh, I don't know if I said what's in the upcycle. I'm doing morning glories in the upcycle because I have a bunch of morning glory seeds left over from those six years ago too. So I'm just kind of doing them uh, to have some flowers and break up hopefully the the veggie uh, pragmatic uh, <laughs> fire escape. Just wanted to make a quick note about that. Never really had morning glories before, so also a learning curve uh, flower-wise. Because the last time we planted morning glories, they got eaten by birds. That is true. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Started off with the aluminum foil, which, uh... Why don't... Why aren't there birds this season? Because we're late? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they know better now. (laughs) (laughs) Given that we absolutely didn't threaten them at all, and they just got to eat all of our flowers. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they weren't yummy. Maybe they moved on. Mm. You know? We have a bad uh, Yelp review. They tweet about us. I hate you. <laughs> um, so lime tree died. <laughs> oh my god! So this was this was it for me emotionally. We can't have another citrus tree. They need too much light and too much humidity. I think we are not good citrus parents. No, there's just not enough humidity, and like I don't want to get a humidifier because it's so fucking humid in here already. Like for humans. <laughs> And I don't want to pay to put more humidity into the fucking house so that this lime tree can live where it doesn't want to live. Mm. So the lime tree died, causing us to pivot to an olive tree. That's right. So this olive tree, if I could preface, Jordan was like, let's get an olive tree. I was like, all right. Um, and then <laughs> the box came, and the box is very big. Uh, and I was like, how, how tall is this olive tree? I imagined it was going to be similar to the lime tree. She's like, yeah, it's not too big. It's like, I don't know, five, six feet. I was like, oh, not too big. <laughs> it turns out the tree was the entire size of the box because five and six foot big trees are fairly big. So, yeah, we've been getting like two to three foot tall lime trees. Because that's kind of like a, like a start. You know, like, those plants are a few years old, but when they are sold, it's, like, kind of the size at which they're sold to grow. There's also, like, a level above that. I bought this uh, olive tree from citrus.com, which doesn't make a ton of sense, really, but um, I bought our second lime tree from them. (laughs) All right. And had a good experience with them, not with the tree. And there are a number of varieties of olive trees citrus.com sells a number of them so there were a bunch of different options and they were selling two to three foot versions or five to six foot versions obviously the five to six foot ones were more expensive um 
this variety of tree. I don't remember exactly which one it is, so I'll put it in the show notes. Olivus Maximus. Definitely not that, but okay. <laughs> um, they had run out of the two to three foot version, but I read on the internet that it's the easiest to grow inside and the most likely to fruit. Olive trees are self-pollinating, so you only need one of them in order to fruit, but they don't frequently fruit inside. Mm. So if we had any chance of getting actual olives to eat and or press our own <laughs> olive oil, I guess. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, I thought this variety of tree would be helpful. I'm a little scared because it's dropping a fuck ton of leaves. It is dropping a lot of leaves. Yes. Like so many. Um, it's possible that it's just adjusting and it's dropping a fuck ton of leaves. I have hope for the olive tree because they grow in Mediterranean climates, which are particularly dry. So I think we'll have less of a humidity issue. But I'm also going to look into some alternative grow lights. Um, We're still using CFL bulbs. And I think maybe I was going to use them until they run out. I don't want to waste them. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe an um, LED bulb will give us more light because all fruit trees want full sun so mm. yeah it's talking a lot of shit but i was really just playing around i think it's a very pretty tree honestly it's kind of cool having a whole tree in the apartment if i'm being totally real I'm into it uh, we needed to do some quick surgery on our snake plant so our snake plant got repotted um he's having a bit of a hard time yeah, the snake plant didn't do great while we were gone for three months. It yeah. could have used a little more water. Some TLC for sure. Uh, so it needed to move to a smaller pot and receive some love and attention. But it opened up its larger pot for the olive tree, and the tree like fit quite snugly in, uh, which was a win. They had to move the, the light, too. I don't know if you want to talk about that process. Yeah, we ended up putting the tree... Um, Obviously not on the dresser, because that would be crazy. We put it adjacent to the dresser, so we added another hook to the ceiling and just kind of, like, scooched the light over, and I can put some pics in the show notes of that, and that was part of the plan when I bought a six-foot tree, like, Mm -hmm. all of that, moving the snake plant, moving the light, like, everything was thought out before I bought a six-foot tree. Yeah. It looked kind of nice. I mean, it's essentially a centerpiece, which a six-foot olive tree should be a centerpiece of a room. I mean, I really, really, really want this to work because it's like, the reason I bought a tree in the first place was 100% for the aesthetic. (laughs) And this is really the aesthetic I wanted. This kind of like, like green, but also kind of twiggy, like. Yeah. It looks really great. Tree in the bedroom. I don't know. I think it's really <laughs> cool. It looks really good with the black wall because everything looks really good with the black wall. Mm-hmm. So I really want it to live and I want to do what I can to make it live. <laughs> going to do our damnedest. Yeah. Someone suggested to me that I get a fake plant and I don't know. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to will this to live then. I don't know if I can buy another one either. This was a hundred dollar tree. And I can't keep throwing my money in a hole of dead trees. <laughs> it's something, like, especially dark about that image. Yeah. So, um, olive tree or bus. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.